And now, prepare your ear holes for penetration as we bring you another great podcast from the Poop Culture Extended Universe. Warning, the following program features content that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Bocephus Broadcast. Greetings, boys and girls, and welcome to episode 47 of the Bocephus Broadcast. Glad to be back in the basement with you for another week of shenanigans across the world wide web. It is uh, coming out of the wire. It's about crunch time for holiday shopping, and I'm not usually this close to being finished at this point in the year, but uh, I got a head start this year. I think I'm doing all right. We actually uh, wrapped up about 98%, or at least I did, uh, 98% of the uh, shopping for this year over the weekend. Went down to St. Louis on uh, Friday afternoon, Friday evening to take care of it, knocked most of it out in Target, where obviously more damage could have been done, but uh, thankfully... We reined ourselves in. We got out of there without breaking the bank too hard and then uh, went to a mall in Chesterfield. And that, that was terrifying. This is the first time I've been to a mall in a while that's not been the Quincy Mall. Now, people think that the Quincy Mall is in bad shape, that it's dying. But I'm, I'm here to attest that the Quincy Mall looks like a bustling metropolis compared to this joint we went to in Chesterfield. I saw tumbleweeds throughout this building, blown around everywhere. It was weird. Like it was eerie. It was it was truly eerie to see, um, you know, all these vacant stores and just like a handful of people walk in the building. You would think at most malls, or at least back in the day, on a Friday night around seven seven thirty eight o'clock, that there would be tons of people in this mall shopping around. No, not that at all. Just a handful of people in this entire two floor sprawling mall in Chesterfield, Missouri. Last time I was at this mall was about five or six years ago, and it was thriving then. It was a busy place. Now it's just, it's bizarre. It's strange. Um, you see all these storefronts that are closed, and you start to wonder when you go into Macy's, do I really want to pee here, or do I want to hold it? Strange. Regardless, it's good to have my shopping done, or at least, like I said, about 90, 98% of it finished. Because I'm typically the guy that waits until the last minute. Not this year. Luckily, I got a lot of it done uh, online as well this year, like Amazon. I, I kind of rely on Amazon this time of year to, to get stuff taken care of as far as gift giving or gift getting, I guess. But if you're like that and you shop online and, and you're like me and you've got 8 billion different passwords to 8 billion different shopping sites, our sponsor this week can help you remember all of those without you having to go through the dreaded process of resetting your password, all those hoops and obstacles. I just had to do that uh, a couple days ago, actually, with my student loan account. I had to reset the password because I couldn't remember it. I don't visit that website very often because it just makes me sad to see how much student loan I have left to repay. So obviously, I had to reset my password because I couldn't remember it. Well, Vault is here to help you with instances like that. Check out Vault by visiting vault.io. That's V-A-L-T dot I-O. Vault allows you to organize and store all of your passwords using visual memory. So you can easily store, manage, generate, and retrieve all of your passwords across all your devices using one simple app. It's the visual approach to passwords. And here's an exclusive deal for those of you that listen to the Bocephus broadcast. 
Simply visit vault.io slash bow. That's V-A-L-T dot I-O slash B-E-A-U. And you're going to get two free months of synchronization. That is an exclusive offer for listeners of this show. You're not going to get it anywhere else. Try it out. See how simple passwords become as a result. Plus, the entire PCEU, the whole network, is in a contest to see who could achieve the most downloads for their show. So the more people that download from vault.io slash bow, the less likely it is that I'm going to have to spin the poop culture wheel of punishment and risk embarrassing myself somehow. I don't know what these punishments are, um, but I would imagine, knowing this group of degenerates, that they're probably going to be very embarrassing. Some might even be painful. I don't know. Like I said, I, I don't want to find out. So visit vault.io. That's V-A-L-T dot I-O slash bow, B-E-A-U. Download the Vault app and get two free months of synchronization and save me from having to do something embarrassing. Check it out today. Speaking of remembering things, what do you want to be remembered for? My guests today are a very truly inspiring young duo, Chris Betancourt and Dylan Hill. I came home from work last week and we were watching uh, NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt and I saw these two smashing guitars. I was like, what are these guys doing? What are these? These are perfectly good guitars. Why are they smashing them? Well, lo and behold, I found out that they were smashing guitars because it was part of their bucket list that they had created. It's called One List, One Life. The long and short of it is, uh, Chris is 20 years old, and this is the second time in his life that he has been diagnosed with cancer. The second time in 20 years that this young man has been diagnosed with cancer. So his friend, Dylan, Dropped out of college. He's known, he's known Chris nearly his entire life. So he drops out of college. They create this bucket list together, and it's, it's full of these tasks that they want to accomplish together. Uh, the things that Chris wants to do before uh, he leaves the earth. And, and hopefully it doesn't come to that. Um, but it's a very inspiring story. And um, I think it's good to remember to be grateful. And I think that's what this story uh, does for me. I, I complain a lot. I'm, I'm the first to admit that I am a habitual complainer. And it's always about things that maybe they're out of my control, but they're uh, a drop in the bucket of the grand scheme of things. But the inspiring thing about this story is that they're using Chris's own mortality as motivation to live uh, their best lives that they can. To make sure that at the end of the day, there are no regrets in the life that you're living. So I'm very excited to, uh, to have these guys on. And of course, you know, as luck would have it, my brain was not functioning at 100% last night. So I call these guys and we start rolling through the interview and then eventually uh, the call drops. And I'm pretty sure that was part of my doing or was an issue on my end of things. Uh, so luckily, I, I, maybe maybe it's fate that that it worked out this way. Because it turns out we were about five minutes in when this happened and I hadn't been recording the thing. So what you're going to hear when we come back to start this interview off is I'm welcoming them back, essentially, because uh, we'd been on the, the we'd been on the horn for about 10 minutes, five to 10 minutes at that point, And then the call dropped and then I realized uh, I forgot to click record. So not off to the best start. But regardless, this was a great conversation. And this, like I said, reminded me to uh, be grateful for everything that I've got. And I think that's um, very important this time of season to be grateful for what you've got, not what you want and not maybe what you're getting under the Christmas tree. So this is a very great story. Uh, stick around for it. Coming up next, my chat with Chris Betancourt and Dylan Hill of One List, One Life. The Mosefist Broadcast. Hi there. This is Dr. Richard Foliage inviting you to check out The Rock Show, a brand new podcast dedicated to the study of rocks. 
This monthly program takes you for a wild ride through the realm of rocks. The debut episode of The Rock Show takes us to Star Rock State Park near Oglesby, Illinois for a fascinating geode hunt. You don't want to miss all the action-packed excitement. Check out The Rock Show, America's newest and soon-to-be-most-trusted podcast resource for all things that rock. Now, back to the Bocephus Broadcast. My guests today are making national headlines as part of the One List, One Life campaign, which is helping 20-year-old Chris Betancourt live life to the fullest as he battles cancer for a second time in his young life. Joining me today is Chris's best friend, Dylan Hill, who, together with Chris, is checking item by item off an ever-growing list and giving back in the process. It's uh, We're going to try this again. It's good to, good to have you guys back, technically. Um, like I said last time, this is, um, this was, this was difficult for me to, to talk about because, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a very jokey guy. Uh, I don't take life very seriously. I like to enjoy it, which is, uh, you know, no doubt what you guys are doing. It's a grim subject, but the silver lining is how the two of you are taking this and, and turning it into a positive situation. So, um, Dylan, tell me more about how you, um, came up with a one list, one life concept and, and what all you hope to accomplish with it. Yeah. Uh, so the idea originally came to me when Chris called me and told me, you know, that the cancer was back and, and this time he was facing a timeline. But when he, when he said that and, and he was concerned about that timeline, he said, I'm afraid of not being able to experience the things I want to in life. And, and I don't know what the, the thought process was, but I immediately just thought, let's do it then. Let's experience mm-hmm. the things you want to in life. Let's do it. Uh, and, then, and then the more we thought about it and the more we realized that, you know, we're in a period now with social media and, and all these amazing things, we really can kind of grow a community of people focused around just living life, you know, living life to the fullest and, and a community of people that are inspired by Chris, inspired by me, inspired by us. And we can come together and build awareness for, first of all, you know, Chris needs a bone marrow donor. We can raise awareness mm-hmm. for that. And, and we can try and save him that way. And if we can't do that, then, well, we can come together as a community and, and allow Chris to experience life, you know, while he still can. And, and if he does pass, we'll document all of it. And, and we'll be able to look back on, wow, this last year was something amazing. So kind of, I mean, you know, when you put it that way, it's almost like you're filming Chris's biography. Yeah, that's kind of the perspective we have. You know, weekly documentaries on YouTube of of who Chris is and and what he's all about. Now, Chris, this is um like we said the second time that you've you're you're going through this battle. You were diagnosed in 5th grade. At 5th grade was what was the gravity of that for you as a 5th grader because I think at that age I wouldn't really fully understand. So, what did you think of it the the first diagnosis and and tell us a little bit more about the particular type of cancer uh yeah so when i was diagnosed with stage 4 chronic myeloid leukemia in 5th grade uh, there was there was a bit of non understanding of what that quite was but you know when you see your you know you're stuck in a hospital bed and your parents are sitting there next to you just breaking down and crying you kind of get the idea of the severity of it but I was always, I was always just hopeful <laughs> just that the doctors were, you know, going to do a good job and, you know, hopefully save me or at least keep me going for a while, which they did. They definitely did a wonderful job of that. And unfortunately, uh, 
what I'm taking and have been taking is what's called experimental chemotherapy. And that's just chemotherapy that hasn't made it through, you know, the 10 year FDA trials and everything. So that's perfectly, you know, normal medication. It's just quote, quote, experimental. And unfortunately, every pill that I've been on, I've been on four or five different ones over since fifth grade. Uh, and each time they've, the medication slowly gets worse and worse on your body. And each time my, uh, my leukemia mutates to be resistant to each pill and has finally gotten to the point where no pills at all really, uh, work in keeping it controlled. Wow. So you mentioned that, um, you, you're more on a timeline this time. Was there as much of a timeline during that first diagnosis or is this definitely more of a, a kind of definitive timeline at this point? Uh, yeah. The first one was like, yeah, you get to live to, you know, like 60, 70, you know, like obviously there's going to be some wear and tear from the pills, but you know, mm-hmm. you get to live as pretty much a normal life as possible. Now uh, we went to the doctors and we got to record it also for hand of him saying yeah without these pills then it's pretty bad but with these pills we're looking at one to maybe two years with diet and exercise so wow so that's i mean for for a kid as young as you that's devastating especially you know from the first time at fifth grade so how do you you know how do you maintain positivity what what keeps you what keeps you going uh (laughs) Just that there, there's so much to do in every day. And even if you have like a really crappy life and it's not necessarily the best way to look at it, but there's always someone who has something worse, you know? So you have to really be appreciative of the little things you have because yeah, I may not, or I mean, I may have cancer, but at least I don't have to deal with, you know, someone at home being physically abusive or just, you know, I don't have to worry about, you know, my like food shortage or stuff like that. So, or, you know, going through droughts and stuff. So luckily I, I have to say in comparative scale, it's it's not that bad. It's obviously something hard, but if you, you know, you just got to keep your head up and look at each day and see all the, the new and wonderful things that it has to offer. Absolutely. Dylan, you left, uh, you left college so you could help Chris accomplish these, these feats on the list. And, um, what did that, um, what were you going to school for? What was your, what was your career path? What was your degree going to be in for that? So I was actually double majoring and they came together as basically business and technology. So do you have plans to, will you go back to school at any point? You know, it, it really depends because Beyond what we're doing right now with Chris, we we have a lot of ways on, you know, how we can tell this story for other people, because, you know, if the the hope is that we can build awareness and we can help Chris out of this. And if and if that's the case, then we can carry on his legacy. There's no reason to stop. And we can continue to tell these stories because, you know, Chris isn't the only one facing a year. There are people out there that are going through the same exact situation. There are people out there that don't have opportunity to live out their bucket list. But if we can come together and maintain this momentum, you know, we can bring, we can be the make a wish of social media and we can, we can use huge online social communities and just document other people's lives. And, and, you know, so I think it goes beyond Chris and, and I think Chris is on the same page. You know, we can really do something amazing with this opportunity we've been given and and if we can make that work, I would not regret leaving school. Um, and if it doesn't work out, you know, when Chris does pass and, and we, we lose all of the interest and, and less people are inspired by us at that point, 
then I probably would go back to school. What were the reactions from from your family, from your professors, other friends, when you told them that you were going to leave college to to embark on this journey with Chris? My parents knew that my relationship with Chris was something that was meaningful in my life. Uh, you know, we went through this diagnosis in fifth grade, and that stuck with me, naturally. Um, and, and so much so that in high school, we actually started a charity together. And that charity has been very successful, very fulfilling. And, and my parents understood from that, that, you know, my inspiration from Chris inspires me to work hard and become very successful. Uh, that being said, dropping out of college to start, you know, a YouTube channel <laughs> is, is <laughs> before we even have the YouTube channel made is something really scary to hear. Uh, they supported me because they knew you know, how inspired I was by Chris and how hard I work, but they were still very scared because it doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> I mean, that's understandable. That's understandable. Yeah. Um, the, the interesting thing when I talk to you guys is, is, and, and the phrase I pick out of that is if, if he passes, he passes. And, and some would say that's kind of a blase attitude to look at towards life, but I, I think it's, um, I, I, I don't know. Do you feel it's maybe more justified to have that sort of mentality when you know that um, you're doing all you can to make, you know, the potential remaining years of Chris's life the, the most fulfilling, best years that he could have ever had? Yeah, I yeah, I mean, this is I don't know what else we could do, you know, and we're always looking for more things to do. But, in you know, in the past three weeks, our story has gotten tens of millions of views. And, and that's something to be proud of. And we know that, you know, when we wake up every single morning, we have 15 things lined up to ensure that Chris is getting the attention that could lead to a bone marrow donor. And, and when we aren't doing that, then we're allowing him to experience his life. Uh, you know, so it's, it's a hard thing to swallow and it might not be a bad idea to phrase it like we do and to consider the situation the way we do. But, you know, we're working so hard and, and I don't know. And, and it's something we're proud of, you know, and, and like Chris and I were sitting in a hotel in West Hollywood right now. And, and if and if he passed tomorrow, this alone would be an incredible experience. So the fact that we still have a year left, even if it is a year, that is a year of amazing days. Absolutely. I want to talk about the actual the actual list now. Tell me what the first item was on the list. Have you have you accomplished that one yet? No, and we hope to never accomplish the first item. The very first item on the list is to make the list. And we hope with the list making is what we already have done is we want to have people keep adding on to the list for (laughs) as long as humanly possible. We probably already added (laughs) at least 20 to 30 things that people have recommended themselves like someone in the loved past and wanted, they always wanted to ride an elephant. And so we added that onto the list because I don't, none of us have ridden an elephant and that's something we didn't (laughs) think about, you know, initially, but when, when other people can reach out and say, Hey, unfortunately it's so-and-so passed, but they had this great idea. We can say, Oh yeah, that's wonderful. That's added onto the list. And so hopefully, you know, we can, live out people's, you know, last dreams and stuff. And, uh, you know, just to show that to their families and stuff. Have you guys done something like that yet where you've accomplished the, the wish of, of another person's loved one? Not yet. Uh, within the time, the, the two videos, two, three videos we've made, we've gotten so much response that it's like, all right, we really want to do something really like impactful. Like 
one of the things was just a mom of a like quadriplegic paraplegic girl reached out to us and she was in a terrible, you know, motorcycle accident and she missed out on a bunch of her high school time, you know, as a kid. So we're thinking, you know, putting something together for her to, you know, bring, bring part of the experiences that she missed, you know, to her so that, you know, just like everyone else, she can try and experience a real life. And, and kind of in, you know, the specific scenario and in these scenarios where we're trying to carry on other people's legacies, we're trying to maintain the momentum we have right now for these amazing opportunities. And, you know, if we're given just a little bit more time, we think that we can, we can translate that into bigger ways to remember them. Yeah. You know, like we could go to the zoo and ride an elephant this weekend if we really wanted to, but what if we were able to fly in that person and they were able to ride the elephant with us and experience that memory of their loved one with us together and we can tell a story about their loved one and we can turn it into something amazing. You know, that girl in Indiana who, who wants to experience going to prom. Well, instead of just sending her, you know, a prom dress, we can set up a gymnasium full of all the prom yeah. attire and, and, and mm-hmm. costumes and whatnot. And we can have a prom. And, you know, and we can use this momentum to get her <laughs> with Zac Efron or something. At yeah, the, you just, know, there's something, yeah, really cool that we can do for someone. So it quite night, not really has happened yet, but it's on our agenda. And we, we think it's probably a better thing that it hasn't happened yet because we can get ourselves in order figure out, you know, what our timeline is here. proper for them. And, Possibly and yes, not rush. Exactly. And, not make, and yeah, just so we look good. You know, we make it a really big ordeal where it's something that we are really going to feel good about. And afterwards. just get some time to accumulate our resources yeah. to make their memory as big as possible. Yeah. Chris, do you find that as you, as you move along, this, this kind of feels like it becomes less about you and more about helping others? Uh, originally... My main goal, and <laughs> to some people and my parents especially, uh, it's it's pretty bad when I put it like this, but I am more doing this for the bone marrow awareness. I don't think in my mm-hmm. entire lifetime I've heard anything on TV, on social media, or anything about, hey, please, you know, start doing this bone marrow drive. It's always about blood drive, you know, blood plasma mm-hmm. and stuff like that, which is obviously important. But what about the stuff that makes the blood, you know, the marrow? Sure. And so my biggest thing is if I can turn this, which thank- thankfully it already has, you know, into a national thing and to really raise as much awareness about bone marrow as possible, humanly possible, then possibly I can, just like Dylan was saying, there's so many people out there that are stuck in my scenario and that unfortunately don't have good enough friends that get things snowballing into news outlets. You know what I mean? So if we can bring that savior, that bone marrow savior to hundreds, if not thousands of other people by bringing awareness nationally, if not globally, then that that far supersedes me living. You know, if if that can save literally hundreds, if not thousands of other lives, it definitely supersedes one life. That's just my main goal is just to save as many people as possible. That's outstanding. Uh, one of the one of the tasks that you guys have set for yourselves, you want to lift weights with the rock. Oh, so yeah. what are you guys uh, what are you guys benching these days? Uh, I'm not benching too much, probably about a one <laughs> a solid one fifty. Hey, that's fair. That's you're probably ahead of me. <laughs> yeah, but I weigh about two fifty, so I'm I'm down about a hundred <laughs> pounds on my bench. What about you, Dylan? 
I, I actually, I, when I first started going to the gym a few years ago, I finally reached the goal for myself of um, 225 with 245 plates on each side. Mm, you can bench Hey, very you, nice. Man. Look so, at that. I'm proud of that. Show the rock up. What are you going to do yeah, if you put right? the rock to shame? <laughs> well, I, I guess he's just going to have to do every single item on the list with us at that point. Yeah. <laughs> have you guys gotten much, uh, I mean, obviously it'd be cool if celebrities have gotten involved. Have, have there been any thus far that have connected with you about this? Unfortunately, not. Well, there's, we've had one or two reach out, but they weren't. We don't want to. <laughs> we don't want to sound ungrateful, but they weren't necessarily the the options we were trying to go for. But nonetheless, <laughs> they are. I have no idea what he's talking about. We're scheduling things with people right now. But yeah, no, no, no. Like a couple of the ones that have fell through. It's just scheduling is very difficult yeah and it, yeah, that's you know obviously thing. these these people that we want to get in contact with they're very busy they're very busy. <laughs> sure. very busy and then and then <laughs> things are being thrown at us where nbc wants us here tomorrow for this many hours you know and that's the only time they're available and and as bad of a reason it is it's scheduling conflicts that have kind of left us okay Up maybe there. maybe yeah, next yeah, month yeah. you know so, I mean, this has kind of turned into a press tour for you guys, right? <laughs> Dang near, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's really nice, though, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sure. Do you get uh, you get all the cool catering stuff, like all the all the food you want and all that stuff? <laughs> no, no, we, we, we uh, get to see all the smiles we want, though, which is pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> the closest thing all to those pearly white gotten, teeth. <laughs> the closest thing to catering we've gotten is a box of beef jerky, which is it's really good. Oh, yeah, jerky. that's amazing. It's some good <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like an entire box just full of beef jerky. That was amazing. I could think of worse gifts to get for sure. <laughs> yeah. What has been for you guys the easiest to accomplish so far as far as these tasks are, are concerned? Meeting someone from Reddit. <laughs> yeah. Reddit is, yeah, the so like they were very big on our first post and someone like the next day reached out to us and they were like, Hey, we want to meet you. And yeah, we met up with them on the very first video, uh, second video. <laughs> yeah. The one that we fed all the homeless on. So very nice. nice. So what's been, uh, what's been the most difficult thus far? Uh, we, you know, we're scheduled until February doing these amazing things. We haven't even had a time to review our list and, and see what is and isn't practical at the moment. We're just yeah, kind of yeah. riding this wave. You know, of course, we have things on our timeline kind of in the back of our head on, okay, we'll do this here, this here. Um, but right now, we just have so many opportunities flying at us. We really think every single one of them is possible. Um, a lot of them are limited by our ability to travel. I think the hardest, mm -hmm. though, was the homeless one because you yeah. have to kind of get over the 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 stuff the pre-existing notions of like they are you know the bad of society they are sure you know they're lesser and you have to you know get past that and say hey man how's your thanksgiving want a burger you know what i mean like you have to really <laughs> you have to go into the you know the undesirable parts of town with lots of equipment lots of film equipment and <laughs> you know what i mean sure. but after you know you appeal to their humanity, yeah, they're just they're just humans, just like everyone else. You know what I mean? Like they just want a burger too. 
<laughs> story of my life. Now, um, <laughs> I think you guys are doing well in accomplishing this, and I and I, I don't see it fizzling out anytime soon as as it starts to build more and more momentum. So now, and I know you said you haven't really been able to review the list, but is there anything on the list currently? Um, that that now seems as you're starting to get some steam, like completely outlandish things that you didn't think before that would be plausible that that potentially now are. Uh, well, one of the things that we put on there is be on Russian TV, which is kind of just. <laughs> I mean, we come up with like these random ideas, right? I have no idea why that was like day two. Or yeah, something. and then and then that happened in in between feeding the homeless and our Thanksgiving dinner. We were talking to Russian television. And filming something in our backyard. Um, wow! So it's just it's it's amazing, you know. And and we're kind of with the mentality. <laughs> we can't put anything on this list right now of like that's not possible because everything so far has been really like. Every time we do that, it's literally like, oh hey, the next day like someone's you know like oh hey how's it going? So yeah, <laughs> it's it's amazing the support yeah. we've gotten so far. And and some of the things we're putting on there to translate that you know that support into well you know, we don't deserve this luck any more than anybody else. <laughs> so, so we're definitely trying to uh, kind of throw it back to people as much as possible. Yeah. Are there any items on the list that require either of you like facing your fears or, or, you know, <laughs> scary things that you yeah. guys, scary situations uh, that you guys are putting yourselves into? Uh, yeah, there's a bunch uh, that I, I would say there's skydiving, singing in front of a large crowd of people, uh, eating the world's hottest oh pepper. No, we have the, we uh, have probably five different people sending us those peppers. We're gonna have five hundred peppers. Yeah, and I don't even well, want just half only of them. eat only eat like part of one. You don't need to eat them all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> and we, I don't know if I said skydiving already. Skydiving to me is terrifying. Yeah, uh, yeah. flying flying the plane. Uh, we did that last weekend, and I mean, Dylan was kind of scared scared because i was flying so there's that but besides (laughs) that i was super nervous you know getting in the in the co-pilot seat and you know as soon as they hand it over that was just really really scary like once you know you have control of the plane it's 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 a (laughs) whole nother feeling i can only imagine so what (laughs) has been the most fulfilling experience that you've had along the way i really think feeding the homeless because we got to order 150 items from Jack in the box. And yeah, yeah. The people were completely overjoyed for what, what we were doing it for. Once we told them, they were like, you're ordering a lot of things. What is this for? And we were like, Oh, we're going to go, you know, feed homeless people for our Thanksgiving. And all of a sudden, you know, they were just like, that's amazing. Like you need any more food. Let us know. We will get them pumped out to you. You know what I mean? So we went through like 50 hamburgers, like, in the first half hour and so we had to order 50 more and they made it for us and like within 20 minutes they made it so fast and they were so happy to make it for us so it was actually that was really cool as long as well as you know going to that just the street of tents and to just get to see all the smiles from everyone you know when you're handing out burgers is really i'd say is really satisfying is there anything that i can help you guys accomplish that's an excellent question. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't like know you, what help I am, but I'm more than happy to to help out and help you guys accomplish something. So if I can, I mean, what what might it be? As cheesy as it sounds, it's just amazing to be able to tell our story. And, yeah. and, and especially in a place where we can kind of elaborate on what we're hoping to make of it. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, hopefully we can just get 
yourself and, and all of your listeners and your community to, to hopefully join us. In yeah, our tune into our videos and yeah, to check out what we're doing and see the, uh, to make sure we're still doing some good. Yeah. Because it's, you know, it's all about experiencing life together. And if there's not anything really particular that comes to my mind, um, but yeah, if you, if you join us in that journey and if everyone listening would join us in that journey, yeah. that, you know, that is what's going to help us maintain this momentum to cross off everything on the list. Because yeah, we have one list, onelife.com, which has literally everything, how to apply to the bone marrow registry, our Patreon, which helps us out monthly and just everything, our YouTube videos, it has everything you would need at our website. Yeah, we'll absolutely do it. Chris, what is needed from a medical standpoint for you to continue on from here? I know it's a bone marrow transplant, but what is, I mean, why Why is that not as, it sounds like it's not quite readily available as other things are. So what? Uh, what's the holdup and, and what do we need to do from here? So how my doctor put it plainly for Dylan and I is European descent. So white people have, you know, Caucasians have, a lot easier time with finding a bone marrow match because there's a there's a lot of them and it's a lot more spread about and so the doctor said the second hardest group of you know minorities or whatever you want would like to call it is orientals and latinos and i'm puerto rican and so he was saying the problem is with as well as the asian community is that there's so many different parts of Asia, you know, there's Korea, there's China, there's Japan, and those are all genetically different, just like the Caribbean islands. If you're Puerto Rican, you're genetically different than Haitians and Cubans and so on and so forth. So it's a lot smaller pool genetically to pull from. So there's only a certain amount, you know, Puerto Rico is a pretty small island. I think it's smaller than Rhode Island. <laughs> and it takes two hours, you know, to loop the island in a car. So it's a very small island, and the amount of Puerto Ricans are not nearly as great as the amount of, you know, Caucasian people and everything. So it definitely makes that struggle a lot harder. Certainly. So, I mean, what does it, what does it mean to you that your story is starting to uh, garner such national attention? Is that surreal? <laughs> It has to be. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to believe that I was in LA today, just walking down the Walk of Fame, just for you know, craps, <laughs> cra craps and giggles. You know what I mean? Just like, all right, you know, <laughs> it's it's definitely way surreal. This was my first time in LA, and I'm here for a TV show. You know, like that's this is all way too not real for me. <laughs> and <laughs> be the match, which is one of the largest uh, like websites for the bone marrow donation and all that, they reached out to us and they said they want to help us because they've received hundreds and hundreds of donations and stuff recently, like a big up, up, you know, tick in their donations. And so they were like, we want to help you out because you've been helping our registry out and they're going to do a gigantic drive apparently in Puerto Rico to try and get that going. So I'm, it's, wow. it's probably, yeah, the biggest thing that's helped so far is getting all this national attention and now stuff like that's happening. So I hopefully get saved. Man, that is outstanding. And, and how does it feel to, to have a best friend by your side through it all? That's, that's helped you get this off the ground. Oh, uh, it's actually, <laughs> it's, it's a lot because I definitely think about it and without his go-getting attitude and all of that stuff, it would have definitely never happened. I would still be probably in my room crying about the fact that I'm going to die, not really trying to enjoy life like I really should be and not, you know, 
I would just definitely be moping if I didn't have that person to really initiate like, Hey, let's get up, let's get going and let's go live life. I know you mentioned uh, the website, but if people want to learn more about the campaign or get involved or contribute to the cause, what can they do? Where can they go? Yeah, it is one list, one life.com. And it has literally everything there. It has our YouTube, our Patreon and the link on how you can donate or find out if you can be a bone marrow donor. And that is super simple. You, it's just a Q-tip swab that they send you. You swab the inside of your cheeks and mail it back to them. And they will let you know if you are a match to anyone. Yeah, it's really, really non-painful. <laughs> what is, um, I know you guys have, have been in LA today. Has that given you any ideas of things to add to the list? Have you, uh, What's the next thing you're you're thinking of adding, or some things that you've tossed around over the past day or two? We uh we actually whenever we think of something, we immediately add it. Yeah, we're trying, we've been trying to really quickly add things. So on our website, it's updated every ten minutes from a, a Google Docs. So we type oh, it wow. in. Ten minutes later, it's up on the website. Um, cool. So we don't really plan as far as what we want to put on the list, you know, because at this point, I think both of us we think anything is possible, and if, <laughs> and if we hear of a cool idea, our Patreon our patrons suggest it. We speak to somebody, we put it on there and, and, you know, once we're done experiencing the thing that we're currently experiencing, it'll be time to experience that one. Very cool. So if, uh, if folks want to stay up to date with, with this story and follow you guys on, uh, this, this very remarkable journey, you have a YouTube page, you have a Facebook page. What are the links to your social media pages so that uh, folks can connect with you and follow along? Yeah. So all of our social media is one list, one life uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and on YouTube as well. And yeah, you'll definitely see it. It's a picture of Dylan and I on there and you know, it has all of our content and it's just like the website, one list, one life, the website, you just add .com and for the, <laughs> for the Facebook and everything, you know, Instagram. Yeah. One list, one life. All right. Well, Dylan and Chris, it's been uh, what a, wow. What a pleasure to talk to both of you guys. Um, like I said, think it's think it's very awesome that you guys are making such a, a great situation out of uh, one that's not so great. And I want to wish you guys the best of luck. Thank you so much for your time. Um, hopefully, we can we can get some folks following along and, and contributing to the cause. If there's anything that I can do for you guys ever, I know that I'm a, a small cog in the wheel, but um, you guys just holler. I'm more than happy to help out if I can. Thank Absolutely. you so much. Thank I really you. appreciate that. You're listening to the Bo Cephas Broadcast. Ever get frustrated trying to remember what password belongs to what account? You're preaching to the choir. Luckily, there's an app for that. Vault. That's V-A-L-T. It's the visual approach to passwords. With Vault, you can easily store, manage, generate, and retrieve all your passwords across all your devices. Never waste another minute trying to remember a password. Right now, you can visit vault.io slash bow and receive two free months of synchronization just for being a listener of the Bo Cephas broadcast. That's V-A-L-T dot I-O slash B-E-A-U. Vault, making passwords painless. Now, back to the Bo Cephas broadcast. That is going to put the wraps on episode 47 of the Bocephus broadcast, boys and girls. Thank you so much to Chris Bettencourt and Dylan Hill for joining me this week. Don't forget to check them out online at onelifeonelist.com and all of their accompanying social media accounts. And uh, contribute to the cause if you can. It is the season of giving and maybe you're looking to give back in ways other than gifts under a tree this year. And that's a great place to start, folks.
While you're at it, be sure to follow the Bocephus Broadcast at facebook.com slash Broadcast. Give us a like over there. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BoBCraft. And if you're into the whole Snapchat thing, you can follow me on there at Boner1988 as well. That's B-E-A-U-N-E-R-1988 on Snapchat. As always, if you've got questions, comments, concerns, hate mail, anything of that nature, shoot us an email over at BoCephusBroadcast at gmail.com. Thanks also, once again, to our sponsor this week, Vault. It's the visual approach to passwords. Learn more at VALT.io slash Bo. That's Vault.io slash B-E-A-U. And you'll receive two free months of synchronization on me just for being a listener of the show. And in the process, you save me from having to spin the PCEU wheel of punishment. And hey, a a quick special thanks going out to Adams Fiber this week as well. We were able to cut ties, uh, quite literally, with Comcast this week, which is going to be a huge blessing. We got fiber internet in the house now. Adams Fiber is now the exclusive internet provider and the power behind the Bocephus broadcast. If you're a local listener uh, and you're interested in getting fiber in your home or business, just visit followthefiber.net for more information and availability. Otherwise, I believe that is it. We'll see you right back here next week for episode 48 of the Bocephus broadcast. We'll catch you then. You've been listening to the Bocephus broadcast. What you just heard was a podcast in the Poop Culture Extended Universe. For more great podcasts, make your way to www.poopculture.com.